Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Salt and Shadows. Trace the salt, embrace the shadow. Hey, Courtney. Hey, Diana. So we are back for episode six. Um, In episode five, we began discussing some of our experiences with witchcraft and with being witches personally. Um, But we did not dive into that part of the conversation as deeply as we intended. So we are extending it into this episode where we will talk about a little more deeply into why we identify this way. And if you want to go back and listen to episode five to catch up with where we are, you can. It was all about weed. (laughs) It was a dope conversation. It was. It was. It was. And it was completely authentic and truthful and. Vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we're not here to impress anybody. We're here to live authentically and truthfully. And uh, that's just what we're here for because that's what we want for everybody. But we're not even here together this episode either. I'm in Scapoose. <laughs> Am I saying Scapoose. it right? Yeah, it's Oregon. It's an Oregon town. I'm down visiting my Portland crew this weekend and we're recording. To make sure mm-hmm. that this episode gets out on time because we are responsible. This is the first time we've recorded separately, and yet our joints are still lit, our altars are still set, and we're still ready to get the show on the road. We are ready. It's fun. It's I love living in these times where we can record from anywhere in the world and be together and it's beautiful and magnificent and it also feels really funny because I see you all the time we hang out every week and I just was joking with Diana and her husband that it's like I'm out of town and we're still hanging out (laughs) we're family it is what it is and it's beautiful it is and if this is work bring it fuck yeah this is our work and we're bringing it Ah, this is exciting I'm grateful oh yeah in. Thank you for listening. Thank you for making this podcast possible. Like we put it out there. You are listening and have responded. And when you tell us what you think, how it resonated, this is why we're here. This is why we keep going. And speaking of authenticity, just a reminder, like that is why this podcast was born because toxic positivity and the rise of just like that in your face positivity <laughs> is so alive in the world right now. And we really just want to show you that it's possible to to wake up and be alive in the world and be conscious and that it is really fucking hard and we can do it and you can begin to bridge the duality between nothing is fine and everything is fine all of the time yes we live somewhere in the liminal space between those two things the bridge of both and it's what I like to call it I really envision a bridge when I say that you have an icebreaker question for me today? You know, I do. Oh my God. I do have an icebreaker question for you. I just kind of wanted to have fun with this one. <clears throat> I love all Not that any of the other ones weren't fun. They all sucked. <laughs> I just wanted to like have a chance of like Not swimming using our imaginations a little bit. Oh, oh, okay. Sweet. Bring it on. Yeah. These questions for anybody, if you don't know, they're a surprise. I don't know. We don't know. We just bring an icebreaker question. We're switching back and forth now every other episode. Yes. So if you could choose anywhere in the world you wanted to live with nothing else being an obligation, where would you choose? I would probably choose Guatemala. I've been to Guatemala a couple times, and there are plenty of places that I haven't been but I, there's something about that place. It's very, very connected to the earth, very beautiful, lush, green. It's right down there in Central America, so easy to get to many other places. That's, that's my answer. (laughs) So that's really amazing because I don't know a lot about South America, but I have been watching a lot of, um, 
documentaries on the mountainous regions of South America and like like the Andes and like really learning about the the people of the lands there and like every time I'm watching one like it just feels so like such a peaceful way to live within like respect for nature and also respect for the humans around you and there was just something that was so drawing about that for me but I have never visited South America so <laughs> I didn't really know exactly where that would be but dang I'm down to visit Cool. So you think like somewhere in South America for you? Well, I am so down for checking it out. And since I've never actually visited, I don't want to commit to that. Um, May I interject real fast? Yes. I do want to say I've actually never been to South America either. The furthest South I made it was Costa Rica. Didn't even go into Panama. Oh, okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So maybe we'll go to South America sometime together. Okay. We'll record an episode in South America. It's going to happen. <laughs> I just like got a little like zing in me that my soul gets excited. Over <laughs> I just said a spell with my word. Love it. Yeah. Um, so I really have this draw to live in India. Oh, wow. Say more, please. I just really feel the energy there carries something spiritual for me. And I mean, obviously, not only me, um, but there's just something that, that seems like they just carry such a joy and such a connection with their bodies. And I am and have been very interested in learning Ayurveda for a very long time, which is where it originated. And, you know, just all of these different connections, I just feel a natural draw to it. So I would like to, if not live, at least spend a good solid amount of time there and really get a feel for what it's like to be within that energy. Like what's a good solid amount of time in your book? Like a few months, a year? Well, yeah, let's say I do have two children. So at this point in my life, let's say a few months, let's say like three months. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I wouldn't want to be disconnected for, for too long without it being like an intentional plan. Mm -hmm. But yeah, realistically, I could say three months. Sweet. Yeah. That's so cool. I haven't been to India either. We'll have to talk. Maybe I'll make a little note of this, but we'll have to talk some other time about travel. Yeah, for sure. Um, so something that you had said that we just said there too, I think is a good segue into a little bit into like witch witchery, if we will. Um, <clears throat> I see, uh, I, I see a lot online, other people on Instagram, witches that we follow saying things like this is a spell. And you just said like, that was a spell with my words. Do we want to start? I don't know. That's just, that's something that I do want to talk about at some point, if not this, in this episode, if not this second. Totally. Do you have any thoughts immediately about like wanting to elaborate there? Believing that words are a spell comes from the root of believing that the intentions that you place out into the world energetically manifest and create your reality. So no matter what you're saying, whether you're saying, yes, I'm doing this, yes, it's awesome, or you're saying, I probably won't do that, or I've never learned how to do that. Yeah, that's true. And you're setting it that way. Yeah. I also hear in that statement, I hear in, intentions matter and, you know, like a conscious way of living, intentional living is very much also like a self-care lifestyle it's what it's the way that we've committed our life path and uh, that like quote that um I think it's energy flows where attention goes or attention right. where energy flows either way um yeah and it's just yeah I I love that I completely agree it's bringing it back to 
intentional. And I will also say by gonna throw some curse words out there throw your earbuds in if you got your kiddos but by fucking golly hot damn shit that <laughs> sucks i hate language like learn having to relearn my language <laughs> <laughs> having oh yes having like that like i could just gnaw on this notebook in my hands right now relearning language and having to be intentional asking to be intentional with your words has been one of the most frustrating things in my journey and learning how to communicate and being like well what do you mean by that and like slowing down to actually like be like fuck like I know that that's what I said that's not what I meant and then of course wanting to brush it off and just be like well you know what I mean you know what I mean and having to have the learn how to have the conversations with people, especially that are like, you explain what you mean, or I'm not sure I do know what you mean. And obviously, it creates safe space to be vulnerable, to have hard conversations. It's absolutely necessary. It's amazing, too, in, in all of its own ways. But I just have to give light to how hard it is also to draw awareness to our language I grew up in a household where you know we didn't talk about emotions we just like people like communication what like (laughs) so yeah absolutely just went on a little rant there I just yeah because I completely agree and I love it's taken me a long time to be able to come to this space to recognize how important language is. Well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Even in just what you shared, language can be so (laughs) revealing. Um, the, what you just shared in how you would experience explaining things about your, about yourself and you would say you know what I mean like you would get frustrated in that moment I feel like this really ties in with this conversation because that was a perfect example of how most of us attach ourselves to truths that do not believe belong to us we never learned them for ourselves we never learned why we felt that way or why we believed it and then we show up in those moments where we feel we are responding to the proper programming and when others aren't clicking in we don't have the answer to why we are doing it because we don't know why we are doing it because it's not our programming that we're responding with you you lost me for a second when you said proper programming what do you mean by that Programming that is given to us so that we show up in the world as favorable and acceptable. Proper with like quotes as in like for fitting in. Exactly. Like what okay. is what is societally accessible. I'm stumbling over that word a little bit, but. And acceptable. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yes. And. That brings me directly into the foundations of what I consider like the reasons why I recognize myself as a witch. Um, I, I have a journal or as I would call it a book of shadows um, where I keep things that are meaningful to what I believe. And I have this list of the 13 values or the 13 rules of a witch. And the very first one is know yourself. Is this where, something that you like have found or did you create these? No, I believe this was, I found this in the, um, I believe the book of Wicca from Scott Cunningham. Okay. Nice. Yes. Um, and the very first one is know yourself Mm -hmm. and I feel like those words that you spoke with 
you know what I mean, was so revealing in that moment of you didn't truly know yourself. You didn't truly connect to what you were saying. So you didn't have the reason. You didn't have an answer for why are you doing that? Why do you believe that? Mm. So you had to be like, well, I don't have the answer. So you must know what I mean. Right. You know what I mean? Well, and also just like for me too, that really came to light in like old programming with friends like friends that I've known for a long time you know we're finally in this transition where we're becoming adults and we want to have more deeper conversations and connections and not just throw our words around anymore you know but then it's somebody that I in my experience I've known for a long time and I just want to be like you know what I mean like lighten up take it easy like and it's like no they're asking me to ground into who I am and communicate in this way because of the history we have, you know, it's like, don't just shrug it off. It's like this, it's an opportunity for a deeper connection. And I really started feeling that I was thinking about this recently. I really started feeling that shift and that discomfort of being asked to show up and show up in that way. Like it, that literally was my, the, my lesson in life for my 29th year, which is like solar return, which is for anybody that is unfamiliar it's like, it's the time where Saturn comes around and lines up with the planets in, in your chart from birth. And it tends to be a time where your life is just shook up in a way. If you're not really like on your life path, then it seems like things are really falling apart and breaking apart because shit is happening for you to be able to get onto that path. And if you are following your life path, it's kind of like things just start exploding in really good ways, like opportunities and just just like fall into your lap and it's really big um this is a pretty energetic thing but I love the first time I ever heard about the solar return was through my doctor um who was like I don't believe in this stuff or whatever you know because it's not based in science (laughs) you know all of this and like but I've seen it from clients friends like time and time again like there's some some sort of weird energy unexplainable energy shift that happens between the ages of like 28 and 32 sometime in there yeah but oh how limiting our science is Uh, we'll save that for a different episode yes (laughs) um but yeah absolutely I think that um would it be okay for me to read out loud the all of the list of practices of a witch yeah, I have never heard this. I would love to. And that okay. the first one resonates a lot. Know yourself. Well, and I will bring it back to that quote that I shared in the last episode also, um, because we do want to get into the conversation of what exactly we feel about the term witchcraft. And I had the definition written down as witchcraft is ethics, science, and ancient spirituality in practice. And it brings in this ring of self-accountability. And I really feel that is lacking in so many spiritual paths. And So this is something that definitely feels it rings true and in alignment for me. So the first one I did share, it was know yourself. The second one is know your craft. So to me, this means know what you believe. Mm. Know what you actually practice. Number three is learn and grow. Number four is apply knowledge with wisdom. Number five is achieve balance. Seems a little ambiguous. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. I do feel like we are always trying to find the center of duality 
However, I don't know if we ever achieve it. Yeah, it's like I, one of my teachers told me that balance is not like a steady place. Like it's in constant. Right. You know, it's yeah. just not. It, it's not the extreme all or nothing ways. It's like the little teeter that it takes to keep something in balance. Right. It's like that infinity loop. It's like we're always kind of coming back and around and. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the sixth one is keep your words in good order. Seven is keep your thoughts in good order. Eight is celebrate life. Nine is attune with the cycles of earth. 10 is breathe and eat correctly for you. 11 is exercise the body for you. 12 is meditate. And 13 is honor source or whomever that represents for you can be higher self, nature. What is the difference between, how would you break down the difference between know your thoughts and meditate? Well, I definitely believe that they can be connected. But depending on also what you choose to do while you're meditating, I kind of see that as it can be two different processes for sure. Um, I think keeping your thoughts in order, for me, that would mean being aware of the stories that are playing out in my head and where I'm allowing them to lead me and what I'm allowing myself to believe about the things that are happening without the proper form of information, like where I'm allowing myself to end up with those things. I think meditation is a tool to help you gain that awareness of the thought. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like, you hope that almost in some sense, your life becomes a walking meditation, that you're always in this state of awareness. In some um, way, form, and it's continuously unfolding and blossoming, and it's a fascinating path. Yeah, absolutely. I will say that first, that very first one, the know yourself, is essentially why I'm here and why I've stumbled down this wild life path, because I just so distinctly, my whole life, like I've just been so profoundly curious and interested in like, who are you? Caterpillar from Alice in Wonderland status. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you know yourself? And, and especially through adolescence, like being plagued with like, how do you know yourself? How could you ever trust yourself? Like, especially if you always, if there's always room to surprise yourself and that surprise might just be like becoming an alcoholic and having mental illness, which are stories that run really deep in my family. Mm. So it's, uh, I get chills and it's wild to think about our life paths sometimes when we think about this, but yeah, the know yourself is definitely like a deep catalyst for my the way I'm living my life. Hey, I'm going to interrupt this episode real quick and just ask you a quick question because Diana and I talk a lot in this podcast about all of these different layers that it takes to get to know yourself and using tarot as the tool, using self-care as the guide. Did you know that Diana and I both offer services individually to our own clients and students to help guide them on their path within? Yes, and you can work with us via our membership sites. Courtney has the online movement studio and I have readings and tarot mentorship available through Patreon. You can find both of those membership sites in our link in bio in each of our Instagram places. And you can also find our Damaged Daughters download, the free download that is a guide that goes hand in hand with all of the things that we invite you to explore and learn about and we talk about in this episode and all of the other episodes of this podcast. And with that, I will let you get back to listening. I think with... Growing up in such a conservative, but also 
fear-based like kind of environment a lot of it was extreme but I mean I know a lot of people can relate to just the basic like understanding that you need to form the choices that you make according to if you believe in something or if you are part of a religious community your choices are molded by what is acceptable by those communities and a lot of times that means not recognizing yourself denying yourself in fact if it doesn't fit into what that mold looks like Yeah, I forget that a lot of religions teach that you like can't trust yourself and that you don't want to get to know yourself and that there would be no reason to and that you should aspire to just be like God and Jesus. Yeah, I mean, in such a dramatic and extreme way too, this is not to be downplayed. I mean, I've literally been told like, quoted the scripture, your heart is treacherous, you are not to be trusted. The only thing that can be trusted is God and God that lives in you and that's the only good part about you. And so you need to reach out to that. And the rest of you is complete sin. And that completely disconnects you from who you are and makes, it makes it this structure that forces you to look outside of yourself for all of the answers. I become very, very deeply fascinated by this because I don't know, like, you know, the, what is the saying? The paths are many, the truth is one. I'm not saying that, you know, the scripture and that way of living doesn't work for some people. It clearly does. And I find there's a piece of me that like questions, like how much does it really, but I do need to accept the fact that the paths are many. The truth is one, the paths are many. There are people out there living truly deeply happy lives by this way of living And there are, I especially become so fascinated by it because there are a couple of gals that I follow on Instagram and I just admire their work and they're so out there and they are also followers of Jesus. And one of them especially has becoming more vocal about that. And I remember they made a, she made a post that was talking about how, all these self-help books want you to like look inside and get to know yourself and she was like I don't want to do that I'm a selfish person like I'm not trustworthy and all of this and then talked about how like she follows the path of Jesus and it's just very fascinating because obviously I resonate with you too my path was going within myself and to be able to find God within me and realize that God is everything and God is love and God is energy and God is nature and like, and I just, I personally cannot grasp it. And, and also with the complexities of all the trauma that happens within these organizations, um, it just, it concerns me, but I also, I'm just like deeply, deeply fascinated if like, cause I don't want to cast any judgment, but like, so I don't know. I just, the fascination is the word is the yeah. word. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I did not have a healthy relationship with God or any form of deity no. for decades. Me neither. In I fact, can't. yeah, I couldn't even I couldn't even really come close to discussing the subject of God because it was very painful. My friends and I always joked about it and there's definitely no real subject and to the point where like I felt uncomfortable hearing the word God discussing the word God. I was just like, uh, no, Mm -hmm. no. (laughs) Yeah. I collected a lot of information over a bit of time and ended up writing a pretty big article about the word God. I think it's still available on my blog, but it really dissects all of these different layers of what that word means to me. And I honestly, it's, I'm really proud to be able to be where I'm at now to be able to, cause I used to hear that word and completely shut down. Couldn't have a conversation. Couldn't talk about anything else. Doesn't matter what the topic was. It was that word that was triggering for me. Yeah, absolutely. 
I have always been a spiritual person. And even within the faith that I grew up with, with being a Jehovah's Witness, I made my own choices, my own movements towards my spirituality within that organization at that time, because I already felt a spiritual authority, but within that spiritual authority, they hold spiritual authority over you within that church. What is and spiritual authority that you felt like, can you speak to that briefly at all? I felt that I had agency within me about my religious choices like I felt that when I made choices I was making them for myself it wasn't because my family was forcing me to so I already felt that I had this like blossoming ability to navigate myself along that path it was just the wrong path because you're not really allowed to self-navigate and I began finding that out right away yeah um And after that experience, I was turned away from God for a very, very long time. And I did try to rejoin churches and communities at different points in my life after that um, in my own time. But I would only get to a certain point and then I would want to know or understand more. And that just really was no longer available in that. And I wanted to go farther with my own spirituality and I just kind of started wanting to take it into my own hands. And because it was so difficult for me to really actually connect with what I had been told God was or taught that God was, I told myself that I'm allowed to connect with God, however it feels natural for me now, Mm. because I was taking that back. Yeah. And when I gave myself that time and that permission, I could very, very quickly and simply be like, I feel connected to nature. I feel connected to the earth, to the seasons, to the cycles, like the elements, like immediately that is like what draws me. And that's the answer as soon as I ask myself. And I just went kind of from that direction. So I love that. I love that's the starting point and that's kind of like how it blossomed. That totally makes sense. I'm curious because I think we both pretty recently in our lives have been identifying as witches, right? Mm -hmm. For me, definitely within, like even within the last few months, like telling friends like that I'm catching up with or something like I identify as a witch. Um very it's very new for me too to especially say it out loud and I would say that even thinking about it and recognizing it oh last year year or two Mm -hmm. I think what is so beautiful and so like almost a testimony to how this works like how this so naturally came to be for me was once I made that realization that that was what I felt connected to a God, however I wanted to like see God now, like that was where I felt it. Like once I started following those things, I I absolutely was not considering myself a witch. Like I was looking into these different types of like energetic healing and like body understanding and spirituality in that sense and starting with yoga and things like that and nutrition and I was just really digging into like the nature and the energy of how we connect to the world around us and through that I also started coming across tarot and I was like oh wow like this really calls to me and then I started learning and reading tarot and then as I'm learning and reading tarot everybody I'm learning and reading from is a witch and I'm like wait if I read tarot does that mean I'm a witch wait 
this isn't being a witch. This is never what I was told being a witch is. And I think this is the point. We are reclaiming and renaming what has been informed that being a witch is. That's right. We are actually living the truth of what a witch is instead of the the fear and the propaganda of what has been spread that a witch yeah. is. Yeah. So we didn't even recognize it when it showed up in our lives. Yes. Say that again. Sorry, I talk, spoke over you. No, that's okay. We didn't even recognize our natural tendencies as witches until it, when it was already a point of our lives. Sorry, I hit my laptop. <laughs> getting excited preaching yeah <laughs> but I mean it, it just played out in this beautiful way of like wait that's what a witch does and then slowly starting to see all of these little things like unfold in my life that were like completely the types of things that a witch is interested and involved with that were just nature and working with the cycles of the moon and energy so completely different than what I was taught about what a witch is. And I think that's what most people are responding from. Yeah. My, I'm going to make a note of that, what you were taught a witch was. Because I want, I want to ask that but I also want to share real quick while we're on the topic like the way I stumbled down this path specifically to witch the witch identity is like I saw an old friend from my yoga teacher training years ago on Instagram I think that was the first time I remember seeing something about it and she said that she identified as a witch and I was like that is peculiar I thought that was like I was like a witch I was like, is that even like a term people use these days? Like, is that something that you can just claim? Like, and then of course I'm thinking about like, <laughs> my mind goes to cultural appropriation and just like how, like how that works. And like, I think from there, my mind, like a little tiny seed was planted and this curiosity just grew. And a few years later, uh, which was like September, October, fall 2019, the year, the, the year there was a seven faith um, meeting. So it was the Interfaith Coalition put for climate change, put on a meeting in Bellingham, and it was seven different faiths came, and one like the head, the head member, like priest, uh, pastor, whoever, came to speak on behalf of their faith on climate change and I I heard about this through my zen community because our teacher was speaking and I was just like my heart even right now I'm just like whoa like a bunch of different backgrounds and faiths coming together for the planet like oh my goodness and so I went there to just hear about it and one of the faiths that were speaking were the pagans of Bellingham the what or the Whatcom pagans <laughs> I believe is yeah. what they're yeah I follow their group also yeah and I was like hold on what like there's a Whatcom Pagans Association I don't I don't know if that's the actual name but essentially I was and I was just like oh my gosh and then when when that um person got up to speak in front of everyone they were like I know like you may not people have their thoughts about paganism and what it what that means but and they broke it down they were like basically we just follow the cycles of the earth. We live in tune with the seasons of, of the earth and the moon. And that's it. It's like a profound, and I mean, they didn't say this, but that's like, for me, I was just like, what? Like that is such a profound, deep, simple, ancient, traditional, like, oh my God. Oh my goddess. <laughs> yeah. And and to like, first of all, hear that. And then on top of it, be like, whoa, there's an actual church for paganism. I don't know if those are the right terms or anything like that, but like an actual establishment here in the flesh in real life. Like that's the kind of shit, like as a kid, when I was a kid, I mean, maybe there were things like that, but I definitely didn't grow up in a place or a household where I was taught that you could like, like that those things existed and that they weren't like cults or crazy places, you know? Yeah. I'm trying to move away from using verbiage like crazy, but, um, and so 
and it's just kind of through even the last two years since then really just also it kind of dawning on me more and more like what does it mean to be a witch and then I listened to a book called Witch. I cannot remember the author right now, but it's like a black book, white lettering, and the C is yeah. yeah, yeah. I think I know what you're talking about. She that author talks about a bunch of different types of witches and the like reclamation of being a witch and owning that. And there's eclectic is in there, and that's what mm-hmm. it. I was like, holy fuck, eclectic, and it just resonates so fucking deep into my soul. Like I'm an eclectic witch. And then, of course, I've, like, now I've gone through, like, a four-month, I've, I've gone through so many various mentorship programs and, and deep trainings with meditation and journeying and spirituality, and I've just come to receive message from spirit that I am a shadow weaver <laughs> and that I help people weave their shadows, and it's, like, knowing the truth and helping to weave the web is really what my dharma and life path is about and it's just why i'm just so flabbergasted and absolutely floored that we are here and that we've made it and because especially because owning being a witch it just it's also taking the time to honor like you need like it for me it's a responsibility of being the ancestor that your ancestors wished for and taking on that responsibility and especially as a witch being burned at the stake and being misunderstood and it being so taboo and absolutely dangerous to stand out in the world and say this about yourself like it's oh yeah it's absolutely I a reclamation and I'm oh yeah absolutely well and people are grossly misinformed and that's acceptable and we have again (laughs) people are grossly misinformed and that is acceptable wow okay yeah i hear you i distinctly since you already brought up the the term paganism I distinctly remember being taught that everything that we believed was the truth and everything else was paganism um all of the birth all of the birthday celebrations were in in the Jehovah wrapped up in yeah paganism all of the holidays which yeah, pretty much most of them because they came from, um, actually most of them stem from witches and recognition of cycles and recognition of the earth and the earth's energies. Yes, it does come from paganism. So wait, wait, wait. So like, I know you had mentioned this before, but I'm just like, what? So like, when you were a kid, you were told that you don't do something because of, like, how did that? Because it's pagan. Pagan was used as a broad term as bad, bad or evil, satanic, demonic. Like it was just all clumped together. Everything that was different, that wasn't that, was from the devil. So it was immediately bad. Therefore pagan. Therefore pagan. (laughs) And I, I distinctly, like, I remember, I think I was around 14 or so. I went up to a family member and I was like, what does pagan mean? And they were just like, pagan, it means pagan. And I was like, thanks. But what, like, it's bad, but then like, so are like Satan worshipers and things like that, right? Like, so what's the difference? They're just pagan. Like, they couldn't quite understand why I was asking what the difference was because they didn't know why I needed to know the difference. I should just know that it's not okay. That's not enough for me. Right. Why are you telling me this isn't okay? Yeah. We need the why. Yeah. I mean, obviously at that point in my life, I shut it down because it wasn't allowed. And, you know, just all those little things that were like little nudges, little hints of like, there's more than this. That's so fascinating because right about that age, I too, my stepdad had 
committed suicide when I was 13 and sent myself and my mother and understandably into some pretty dark places in our lives during that time. And I ended up becoming deeply fascinated through paranormal things by paganism and the ability to be able to uh, communicate with the dead, which is this is really fascinating to remember all of a sudden. And Oh my God, you're like freaking me out right now. <laughs> it freaked me out. It honestly, like I'm recalling my 14 year old self and it did freak me out because I didn't know what yeah. I but I believed and I all, and now looking back in hindsight, I believe my soul knew it was real, but mm-hmm. as a 14 year old human, I didn't really know what I was doing and I could sense that it was dangerous and it was straight up. Like you don't, sure. I, I don't recommend like it's because as we were saying, circle back to the beginning, um, energy flows where attention goes. Like, you know, you have to set boundaries and, and cast spells in a way to, for protection when communicating with, with spirits and things like this. And so anyway, when I was 14, didn't know anything. I just like got a pendulum and like looked up some spells and some books or something and was just trying to communicate with the other side. And I had somehow along the way stumbled upon a bunch of paganism things and Wiccan things. And I'd printed out a bunch of papers and I was just learning about like karmic cycles and threefold paths and like all of these different things. And, uh, my grandma found all of the information and I don't specifically remember. I just like what happened and I don't even know if my mind is just like making up, like I, I legitimately do not know if this is fact or if my mind's just filling things in, but I know my grandma wasn't okay with it. And I think that I remember her, I don't know if she like forced me to throw out the papers or she threw them out without me like knowing or like, but she was just like, no, like absolutely not. Like this yeah. is not okay. I don't remember her being like irate or anything like that, but just being like, oh no. Yeah. And, and then again, a series of like, you know, my mother like struggles with mental health and alcoholism and, and things like that. And some of her experience that she's had really freaked me out, like in the paranormal space and just stories from her, whether paranormal or, um, just, you know, like some episodes that she was having, her experiences just freaked me out. And I, it really turned me away from any of that stuff because I felt the danger of it. And I could sense the spirits and it really turned me away from it all for a really long time, which in its own weird way, turned me back to myself, which turned me back to learning about intention and energy and responsibility and now I'm like here again and I'm what a fascinating fucking life I've got to say seriously yeah when you actually like become more and more aware of the cycles that have brought you to where you are and yet you still have so many more cycles to go through the cycles are never ending and that was another that was another thing in my life I think that kind of led also to this place of like being a witch is that many years before ever hearing about being a witch or witches uh just becoming drawn to living by the cycles realize and seasons of the earth realizing that like I grew up with a grandfather that gardened you know we had like a a harvest every single year that we ate off of and I still don't feel like I grew up learning about like the earth and the cycles so disconnected like my generation I feel like is so disconnected from the earth and when I really started setting intention to live through those seasons it started shifting everything and I'm going to do a plug for a friend out of Portland my friend Amy Groundwater Healing is her business she has some books that she has created and sells that are about like getting more in tune with the seasons I'd highly recommend checking her out Okay, are you ready to share the announcement? I so am ready now. <laughs> okay, let's do it. Ah! Okay, are we saying it on three? Yeah. Okay. Okay, ready? One, yeah. two, three. Salt, Salt and Shadow, shadow sessions. sessions. Yay! Oh my god. 
Bling, bling. <laughs> bling, bling, light, light. <laughs> so we are combining forces and bringing you Salt and Shadow sessions. They will be 90-minute sessions, both offered in person and online, in the comfort of my home where I am already offering sessions, and Diana comes and works co-works with me here all of the time. I'm sure you've seen it on Instagram. <laughs> yes. So we are creating a ritual of intention that puts you at the center of the magic using both tarot, self-care, and intuitive elemental channeling. Basically just combining our forces of what we already do and bringing it together as like a very intentional ritual that celebrates you. It is does include a tarot reading, grounding down, like Diana said, elemental channeling really, I think, captures what we both do working with spirit as witches. Mm -hmm. And we are just so excited to bring this to you. We are honored to guide you on a safe passage, celebrating the unique creature that you are. To find out more, all you have to do is head to our Instagrams and click the link in bio or just head over to our websites and see our offerings. I think that's a wrap on today's episode. I feel so fabulous about this conversation. Oh my goodness. I feel like we could talk about this and just go on for hours too. Definitely invite the listeners out there. Hello. Hi, that's you. Can you let us know what you thought of the episode? Feel free to take a screenshot, post it to, to Instagram, tag us. We love just being able to see you, to connect with us. It means a lot. It also supports us as small business owners. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and we're always open to chatting and would love to hear more of your thoughts, but also what else you want to hear us talk about. Because Yes, we're <laughs> yes we want to know what you want to know. All right. Until next time. <laughs>